Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello, this is Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com, and this is another episode of the Happy Business Show. And this episode, we're going to talk to my friend Stella Orange. I adore Stella. You're going to have so much fun listening to listening to our conversation today. But I want you to know what you're getting into. I think there's a lot of places where you can listen to how to build build a business, and you can listen for how to grow money, and listen to creating wealth. But I think sometimes it's nice to hear the real deal. Like, what's, what does it really take to be a successful, you know, heart-centered or purpose-driven entrepreneur? My tagline is, serve your life, help more people, and make great money. That's what I want for you. And very often, on the journey to get there, sometimes you run into stumbling blocks. Sometimes you might be on a path and say, eesh, this seems to work for everybody else, but dang, it just sucks for me. I don't like this at all. Surely something's wrong with me. And I want to tell you, there's nothing wrong with you. And so I bring my wonderful friends and and colleagues on this show to basically show you their success, their tips, but also the inside, the inner journey. So people can, you, you can get like, hey, gosh, a lot of people are going through the same thing and here's the way out of it. So, you're in for a treat today. I um, I got introduced to Stella a few years ago, and t- today Stella's going to talk about how to craft your money-making message, three powerful steps to attract people who love reading and buying from you again and again. So one of my, one of my um, good friends, a mutual friend of ours, said, oh, my God, you have got to meet Stella. You guys have to connect. And I think Stella, I, I think I think our first like little meet and greet, we went on for like an hour. I like we just like, we just talked yeah. and talked and talked and talked, and <laughs> we've interviewed each other. And I've actually hired Stella to coach me, and I'm going to go go to one of her events in in uh, September. And so Stella is a person that I just adore and just hold in such high esteem and regard. And one of the things I love about Stella is just how down to earth and how real she is. I met her in person. It's it, there's no fluff for Stella. Nothing, nothing except the real deal. And so when I was thinking of who I could bring on this show, Stella's name came like one of the first people. So let me just give the official bio. So Stella Orange is the founder and creative director of StellaOrange.com, a creative agency and copywriting shop for coaches and online businesses. We write some of the most successful coaches and professionals in a range of industries, helping them grow their business to multiple six and seven, seven figures. As a teacher, Stella shows her students how to craft an uncommon message and find their voice in their writings so they can sell more online in a quirky human touch. That is true. I have been a student. That is for sure. You got the quirk factor. Stella is based in Coconut Grove, Florida. And you can find out about all her events, her upcoming production labs and events at StellaOrange.com. So my Stella, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Mm, it's my pleasure to be here with you, Therese. And just, I'm, I wish we were together in person because you've got me beaming. Like, I'm like, yes, this is a good show. People need to hear this. But this <laughs> is the sort of thing we need more of. So thank you for stepping up and yeah. having an inspired thought and seeing it through to fruition. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind that this is getting to the right people um, and may it bring you all sorts of goodness into wow. your life. So thanks for having Bless me here. you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, I think it's so easy, Stella, to sit there feeling really defective and feeling really like 
um, God, it's never going to work for me. You know, so-and-so has a blueprint, and she's making a 50 gazillion million dollars, and this person's jetting off to L.A., and, and what's wrong with me? And I think that comparison thing is really so challenging. And I think there's sort of like a little bit of shame out there. You know, people don't talk. Like, nobody comes to a, a, a video or a newsletter. I know I do. But most people don't come and go, wow, I really blew that. Damn, that just sucked. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that are that are showing you their good stuff. And so there's an illusion that it, it, but it should be so easy. You're your own business owner. You should just, like, right, follow the formula. And so... I know that it's absolutely possible, and I know where people get stuck. And so I would first want to start with what's working great in your business, and I want to talk to you about, you know, did you ever have a time when you wanted to go back and sell shoes? <laughs> or yeah. And so, so, so tell me today, tell a little bit more about your business and what you love about it. Got it. Um, okay, so... We do two things at Stella Orange. One is we do, we're a done for you copywriting and website building shop. So we do the design and the brand and we mm. can also do the writing. So that's where I actually got my start and um, was writing copy for other people's businesses. And then the second thing we do is for the business owner who is in it to win it in online marketing, they're building an online mm-hmm. marketing platform. Um, we're helping them write in a way that actually sounds like a human being wrote it and not just like what you're talking. I mean, you and I are crusaders on this, on like a similar path. Like, yeah. I'm so tired of the copy that's like, everything's great and buy this and your life will be perfect. I'm like, gag me. Like, that's just, like, this is not the 1990s people. Like, we have moved on in the conversation mm-hmm. and sophisticated yeah. clients have definitely moved on in the conversation. So how do you translate who you are in person? Right. To your writing and how you actually show up when you're writing an email to promote a product or you're, you know, writing a website to express what you do and who you do it for and who makes a good client for you. Um, so that's, that's what I'm up to in my business. And gosh, I'm going, I'm now in year five, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is a blink of an eye, but also there's all those crazy statistics about how many of these businesses never make it. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on who you listen to. It could be half of them fail or 60% or not. A lot. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah. A lot. Um, and so what I am happy about is that we're making it and mm. that I've got a crew of people that one of the things that I didn't know when I started in the living room of my apartment living with three grad students in philosophy, paying $400 a month with my boyfriend, splitting it in rent, and my roommate Ryan playing Guitar Hero as I, like, made, you know, sent emails and made appointments with people and dressed up to go networking, even though I I felt really awkward. Like, what I didn't know was that this was going to grow bigger than me and that it wasn't just a one-woman show. Mm. And so as we've gone through the years, what makes me happy is that I am surrounded by people I love. Mm-hmm. And some of them I pay, mm-hmm. and some of them pay me, and some of us pay each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and some of them are just friends and colleagues and folks that I, you know, we cross paths periodically. But I really did not expect there to be such a community. Wow. I'm nice. so glad that I was wrong about that because yeah, I'm a community. Yeah. You know, I, I come from to this work through the back door. I was a high school teacher I've worked in a nonprofit art center in Montana, and so community really matters to me. And I think I was delighted to find that this isn't just about sitting behind your computer or hustling your bums by yourself. It's really about the web 
of human connection that you right. leave for yourself, like either in talking to people or sending emails or actually getting out in the world and doing events or meeting people at events. Like I didn't expect that. And I'm so glad that that's mm. actually the, the case. You know, the question I was going to ask is, do you think it's possible to be happy in business? And what I'm hearing from you is part of your happiness comes from this, oh, goodness, there's a community. I didn't even know. So, so answer that. Do you think it's possible? Because I think, I think we, we leave our jobs or we start these businesses with these great dreams. It's like, I can do it. It can be different. And then we run into ourselves or we run into things that we have no idea how to do. It's really hard. The entrepreneurial road, I think, is very hard. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's really possible? As Okay. <laughs> I'm curious for your response to this, what I'm about to say, Therese, and for you listeners as well, just run this past your BS detector and see how it lands. (laughs) Um, I don't see happiness as as an end goal or like an Mm -hmm. end state. Mm -hmm. Like the question for me is, is it possible to be fully expressed in business? Mm, Nice, nice. And I just got chills as I'm saying that. Like that is the game I'm playing because I'll be honest, and I just started connecting before we went to, to broadcast and I was like, and you're like, how are you? And I'm like, I am kind of raving ticked off a little bit right now. Like things are not working the way I expected. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so, you know, for me having where I don't have to be all airbrushed and mm-hmm. smiles and made up. Um, and I can be honest with whoever I'm speaking to, whether it's, I want, you know, they're a potential client or I'm on a video, or I'm speaking before people at an event, like, I don't need to be happy all the time, but I do need to be, uh, have access to a full range of my emotions. If, does, that, does that make no, that's, sense No, that's magical. Because I think, I okay. think when I say happy, um, to me, it's the same thing. I have the same value okay. of being fully self-expressed because there's days, you know, we both had days where it's like, well, crap, that failed miserably. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not all, it's not all like stardust and unicorns out there, but it's, mm-hmm. it's fundamentally, do you think it's possible to build a thing that serves you, that just makes your, makes you get up the next day? Even if yesterday sucked, you get up and say, I'm so blessed to do this work. This is so cool. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's an easy, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, it depends on what your definition of happy is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, on a personal level, um, I think this is the only way, mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. that given the landscape of what's available to people in paying jobs where someone else is the boss, yeah. like, I didn't really do, I didn't play well in that world. <laughs> like, I wasn't corporate. Like, I had a very sort of renegade style. I led long-distance bike trips across the United States and across Europe. So I didn't have a traditional (laughs) career trajectory. So, like, I really thought that I wasn't going to make any money in my life. And I'm grateful to have this business because this is what's going to pay for my kid's college. This is what's going to allow both me and my boyfriend, someday husband, to both be at home and raise, you know, be present for our kids. Mm-hmm. and have these, like, amazing opportunities and amazing connections with such kick-ass people. And right. so, yeah, like, I totally think it's possible. And I'll get on my soapbox a little bit here as well. I I think this is, like, the great white hope for our economy. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Oh, I love that. So, I get yeah. I get so excited giving people money. Like I have a I have a team of like ten pe I have ten people. Now yeah. some only do sixty dollars a month. Some do a couple hundred bucks a month. Some do a couple thousand bucks a month. But I delight in the fact that because of my income, a bunch of other people get a bunch of money. Like I just think, yeah. oh, if I had a job, I wouldn't be able to contribute that way. You know, so no. It's so good. Okay, well, let's talk about because you and I could like I just feel like it's, we're just like rolling around and it's like oh it's so nice. But let's talk about a time, Miss Della. Well, I want to dish dish here. I want you to go the real deal because we've all had times in our businesses where either we were on the wrong path or we were following the wrong strategy or we were trying to be something we weren't. So was there a time in business that you like it, it wasn't working for you? You you weren't as expressed or you weren't feeling the love like. <laughs> Yeah, well, my the answer that comes up, Therese, is like, uh, yeah, that happens all the time. Um, <laughs> so it's like a daily. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say daily. Okay. I just, I, you know, I just before I I came to the broadcast, I had a call with one of my accountability partners. Hint, hint, you guys, like find people who mm-hmm. can hold you accountable. You Absolutely. don't necessarily need to pay those people. If you need to, right. go for it. But find people who are really going for it in their businesses Mm -hmm. and lives, too, and check in with them regularly. Mm -hmm. And so this is a woman that I've been talking to for years, and I forgot my point, which was... Those days when I said it was at daily, and you said right before the call, you... We were talking about cycles, and, and we've noticed that there are cycles of our energy and our ability to push... Mm-hmm. and to rest. And she was like, man, I can be a real slacker sometimes. So I was like, yeah, I'm just coming out of about three or four months of slacking. And I still made plenty of money. But for me, I can only, I'm built, I'm a sensitive person's body. Mm-hmm. And so I can only push so much before I get fatigued. So here's, and I think you've heard me tell this story, but um, I think it was a year and a half ago. Um, so I think it was around two and a half years into my business, maybe more or less. I'm not good with time. But mm-hmm. um, I had already crossed six figures, and that blew my mind. Because before that, you know, I was making $17 an hour at an art right. center. Right. Like, I didn't make money. I'd never thought of myself as someone that was going to make money. And there I was, six-figure business, holy smokers. And so I'd already crossed that milestone. I said, great. Like, all the people that are killing it online talk about doubling their income. Mm-hmm. So I made 100000 I think it was $107,000 in my business. I'm going to make $214,000 next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you know where this is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you guess, dear listener, where this is going? Um, <laughs> and many of us entrepreneurs have these stories, these dark nights oh, of absolutely. our schools, or these right. times when we're pushing um, and we can't see the forest for the trees. So. I crossed that big milestone, and one of the things that doesn't get talked about, um, which Therese and I will talk about, <laughs> is that you cross six figures because that's held out as, like, this big, like, milestone, and then you're just kind of like, well, so now what? Right. Yeah. And there's not often, unless you've done some work around what that means for you and you've actually stitched it to what really matters in your life, it's kind of empty. Mm-hmm. For me, I'll say that. And so I pushed and pushed and pushed to try to double my income, which was rather an arbitrary goal. Um, And what happened was I ended up um, working so much and with uh, an eye towards growing a business that wasn't my business to build, like following Mm -hmm. someone else's business model and sort of the conventional advice. But I ended up um, landing myself in the hospital for three days. Um, I got a weird cold. Um, it ended up being an abscess on my tonsil. 
I couldn't eat. I lost a bunch of weight and I don't have a lot of weight to lose. I ended up in the hospital, got like, you know, plastic surgery on my tonsil. They drained the abscess. I told oh. you I'd get real and gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. It's fine. <laughs> and, and I was on IV. Like I, I literally couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I had mm-hmm. to call a nurse to help me with like the bag and all of that stuff. And I'll never forget that rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in a writing production lab with me and you do your story work with me, I will say, what is the moment mm-hmm. in your personal story where you hit rock bottom and you made a discovery or a declaration? Yep. yep. And for me, my rock bottom moment was I'm laying in the, the hotel bed. There was no Wi-Fi, right? You know that I checked because I'm running a business and I'm trying to double my income. Blah, blah, blah. And I, it was the day that my newsletter was supposed to go out and I was completely detached from reality in that I thought that getting my newsletter out was more important than taking care of my body after like wow. a pretty darn severe systemic yeah. infection. Right. And I just had this moment. I was like, I'm stupid. Yeah. And I don't say that to denigrate myself, but I say that as a wake up call, like this is how far off course I had gotten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I thought that running a business came before tending to my body and my health. Mm. And in that moment, yeah. it was like, no, 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 dear one. What are you going to say? No, you know, I think it's so, what, what I heard you say, Stella, is that you were following somebody else's goals for you, which on paper, those are good goals, right? And you were hanging out with people that were doing that, but the cost is like, you know, and I know you've probably doubled your business, but you've done it or are doing it in a way today that nourishes you. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but um, I think I think we're so at risk when we start out to go, okay, this is what I got to do. There's no other choice. This is the plan, Right. Well, I, I think so. And I think like what I've noticed, at least in my life, like I really, you know, I don't, I have a political science degree. I have a master's in teaching. Mm-hmm. I really had to um, develop my business sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to get across that $100,000 marker, I really did have to trust and surrender to someone right. who had walked the path before me. Right. And basically I developed the skill set of you say jump, I will say how high. I will do whatever whatever you ask of me. And that's, that was helpful. That was part of the reason I was able to build, you know, a six-figure mm-hmm. business in like two years or 18 months or something like that. But then you get to the point where that behavior no longer works right. to get you to the next step. And that, I mean, that, that's why I'm laughing about the, you know, do I ever have times when I'm not happy in business? Because I've basically discovered that anytime I hit up against a block or a breakdown or have that moment like I did in the hospital room, that's a lesson that I haven't learned yet. Mm-hmm. And that's like a gift from the universe, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in on the joke. And it doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm any less, um, that I flail any less. It just means that I don't flail for as long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I listen myself. Yeah, I listen. I'm like, huh. And I just had another one of these. I was like, oh. What's the lesson here? What's the gift? What am I not getting that keeps cropping up because it wants to be heard? And I just need to listen to it and absorb it into my bones and into my cells. And then I can move on. And, you know, yeah, I was going to say, sometimes we can do this on our own. Um, and that, for me, has been the gift, is realizing, you know, after I had the hospital debacle, it took a long time for me to recover. It took like six months. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm a runner. I'm a yoga person. I'm a yeah, fighter. You're healthy. And I'm you're very healthy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not used to lay, being laid up for that long. And I was. And it was really hard for me. 
um, because I don't like being mm-hmm. feeling helpless. I also don't like knowing. Uh, I don't like feeling like I don't understand what's going on, and I didn't. And the gift in that was surrender. Mm. I had not learned the skill of surrender or the practice of surrender in my life or in my business. Wow. And I just kept praying, basically. Like, I, I came, you know, when I start, I, I got out of the hospital and I didn't have my energy and I couldn't even run because I was so pooped. I just sat, at, you know, I meditate sometimes. And so I just sat and I meditated and I just, like, there was this, crushing feeling on my heart and I was really messed up and I was like okay I'm messed up mm-hmm. like my heart hurts I can't breathe very well like I think I must be triggered <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> sure what this is and I just asked like please let the people that are here to help me announce themselves and let me recognize that help is on the way mm-hmm. and failing that let me just see myself through this and what that gave me is, you know, the, the success that I have now, the clarity that I have now, the, you know, power and the magnetism I have now is a direct result of me learning that lesson for how to be with myself. It's mm, amazing. Yeah. And, and I keep learning. It's not like I got that one and I'm done. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> you keep yeah. peeling back the layers. You're like, oh. Oh. Like I'm, get, I'm getting that again. So you know, I love that, what you're, No, I was going to say, so that's really my dramatic story of when I wasn't happy in business. And then I, you know, you find the gift in that. You listen Mm -hmm. to the lesson and that's often what carries you to the next. You've done, you've talked about Mm -hmm. the breakdowns Mm -hmm. to breakthroughs, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I think there's a fantasy that when you're on a trajectory, it's straight. It's like an escalator. Mm -hmm. And that's so not true. And that it's very Mm -hmm. often breakdowns to breakthroughs. So, what I love, love, love that you're doing, Stella, is because I think a lot of people, when they when they go to those places where we fall down or where life stops us, there's a, I got to get out of here. This, it's got to be different. And I mm-hmm. love what you said. The number one thing that changed everything is when I started to surrender. And I've had those moments where it's like, I, I mean, there's this one day, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I specialize in selling. I could, I could not, I couldn't sell my mother a soda. I mean, I, it was like, Jesus, what is going on? Like I had like eight people in a row say, okay, I'm going to sign up. Oh, I'm going to, I changed my mind. And I'm like, what the yeah. frick? You know, so I sit down and I go, okay, I got to call somebody. I got to call somebody. I got to, I have to do something. And, and literally guided and said, no, you don't. You just got to trust. And that is the hardest thing in the world for us because we're, you know, we're passionate, we're driven, we're like, we, let's just make something happen kind of women. And now it's like, no, yours is just to sit and be for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know you know that one. So, so talk about like, like, did you have to let go of things? Did you have to change course? Did, was there some mm-hmm. like, was it easy for you to surrender or was there, you know, how did, how did you make that? Cause this is, this is magic. And I, if you're listening, this is the key right here. Everything Stella is saying, this is the way out. The only, well, like, you know, it's kind of cliche, but the only way around is through. You've got to go through this stuff. You can't escape it. So how did you do it? Um, what was coming up? I was like, stop, drop and roll. Like basically <laughs> I, I, I thrashed. Like, I fought this tooth and nail because I, you know, it's popular to talk about having grit right now. Yeah. Like, there's TED Talks yeah. on it. There's books on Like, I am I'm a gritty. You're mofo. gritty. You're gritty. Yeah. yeah. I am totally gritty. And and 
So I am used to fighting. Like, that's mm-hmm. why I've gotten where I have. That's why I've had this extraordinary life that I've had is because I have duped it out. And I just don't quit. And <laughs> I have, in in the wake of that experience, I was like, yeah, this isn't cutting the mustard anymore. All, like, your, like your experience, like, all signs point to this is not working for me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And so, like... You know, I've I've studied some spiritual principles. I've studied martial arts, and one of the things that comes up is just giving in, right, right. and surrendering and letting go. And the other thing that I've got working in my favor, and maybe some of you listening do as well, is um, I know I need to rest, and I actually mm-hmm. don't enjoy being a busy person. I enjoy a full life. But when I get cranky because there's so much going on and I don't have time to pause or reflect or, you know, get into bed early and read a book or stare at the wall on my couch or go, Mm -hmm. like, nap under a tree, I get cranky pants. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of my barometer that when the joy drains out of my life Mm -hmm. or the joy drains out of my work, something's not working. And so it was kind of that squishy not linear, as you Mm -hmm. said, like squishy, not linear process. And really, like I know when I get in those spaces now, I just really need to tune in to source. And I read tarot. I mean, I don't talk about this a lot, but I read tarot cards. Like I meditate at an altar. I have guides. Like I talk Mm -hmm. to things that Mm -hmm. are unseen. (laughs) And the more I go along this path, the more I need that unseen those unseen forces in my life to guide me. Right. And so, you know, call it what you will, like divine guidance, source, intuition. Um, that, for me, I tend to be a, a woman who has been, who's come up in the system in a very, like, get it done, action-oriented, kind of masculine sure. way, and I'm very good at it. So for me, the challenge has been kind of balancing that out mm-hmm. with the more flowy, you know, the trust, the intuition, and and really leaning into the fact that the universe is holding me and I'm being guided. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've since met, in my travels, I've met people that are kind of the opposite of that. I've met people that are really squishy and flowy and listening, um, but they don't take enough action. Uh-huh. And so right. I'm, I'm well aware that there's people, yeah, there's people yeah. on that side of the fence as well. Wow. You know, I just love what you're you're not saying, but what you're saying that I'm hearing is, Today, your energy, your well-being is a huge priority. Like, like if, if Stella's not filled up, nothing's going to happen, right? So I love that you, because I, I, I know I, I, we all get in the rat race of, well, I got to put time in for a client, or I got to step late to get that paper done, or I got to, I got to, I got to, and we just burn out. And so, would you say now it's a commitment for you that it's like, no, I self-care first. Yeah. So. So every week I make a list of my five priorities for the week. And the first one is health and sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like it's food, it's, it's rest. Like, and I will list like four or five goals that I have for the week. And one of them, you know, I was just at an event speaking last week and it was rest at night. Mm-hmm. Another one was be fully in my body at the event. Cause I tend to want to go away. <laughs> like, my stellar body will be standing there, but my brain and my heart will be yeah. somewhere else. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's freaky. Um, and so, you know, putting health and sanity first and really like that is the first thing I focus on on Monday morning is what support do I need? Who, I, who you know, I've got people that help me with this stuff. So who do I need to call? Do I need a massage this week? Mm-hmm. Do I need to do some, you know, EFT, some tapping? Like 
Do I need to reach out to somebody? And then the business comes back in. And the other thing, too, that I'm realizing is, like, I need to have a life outside my business. Yeah. And, you know, that's people, that's adventures, that's stuff that I do for the sheer delight of it. Um, And I find that, again, it makes me more powerful and more magnetic as a business owner because I actually do cool shit. Um, you do I'm not such cool all shit. Time. You do absolutely well. Well, tell us the results. So I love, and I love Stella how you have spoken the journey. You've shown us the picture of, you know, where you were and the things you add. So what are the results now? Is your, your business is good? I know you've mm-hmm. added added people with it. So, so what, where is it today? Um, so I think the first thing that I got was um, my vision and trusting myself. Mm. Um, and I. I'd like to share this with you, actually. I wrote uh, the beginning of this year, um, knowing just as I was doing my planning for the business and for my life this year, that this is going to be a big year for us at Soul Orange. And so I was kind of worried about that. Like, oh, I'm going to have to really do some inner work and expand my capacity Mm -hmm. to hold space for other people to show up in a bolder way um, and really lead, you know, the, the charge, the revolution. And so I wrote a prayer for protection, and I invite anyone that this resonates with, like, do it. There's no format. There's no product. I can't sell you this, but I can sell it to you for free. And if it sparks for you, (laughs) use it. Mm. Um, So this is my prayer for protection. Um, You have come home to yourself. Trust this. Listen to the still, small voice within you that loves what it loves. Listen to your imagination. Listen to people. Be still. Do nothing. The connection you feel with people and the love you feel around you is real. Let it in. Think into it. Ride it like a pony. Know that one day you will end. This will end. Until then, laugh. Make mischief. Be brave. Tell your secrets. Pretend you're MacGyver. Get outside every day. Move your butt or it will get bigger. Your (laughs) ideas will outlive you. Pick the ones you want to win and serve them. You've got nothing to lose. The time has come to let go of the old feeling that you are not enough. You are midwifing a creative agency and an underground railroad, leading your people to full expression, full inhabiting of their bodies, and a full love of life. You are also home-brewing kombucha. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, that's what it's come to, is this Mm. feeling I am at home, that whatever life throws at me, I have the people, I have the, the capability and the know how to figure it out or land on my feet no matter what and to trust myself like yes hire advisors i i do invest a lot um in myself through coaching and i have multiple coaches at the same time Mm -hmm. i'm one of those but at the end of the day i have to run it through my own filter and my own intuition to make sure that it's right for me Thank you for sharing that, Stella. That that is just so magnificent. As, as you know, that to me embodies having a business that really serves your life. It, it's not just you know I want to make a couple hundred grand and just have. I mean that that really like I feel the essence of you in there and just oh that is sweet. That is sweet. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your 
your your content you're going to bring today. So tell me the biggest mistake smart business owners make when it comes to coming up with a message that makes money. So do you have any advice for the listeners who want to avoid this in their own businesses? Yeah. Um, good. And feel free. I know we're we're getting to a certain time in the, the shot clock too, Therese. So feel free to guide me or get to the juicy mm-hmm. bits that yeah, are yeah, for yeah. you. Um, so the biggest mistake that I see business owners making uh, when it comes to crafting their money-making message is going for cheap. Going for mm. a fast food message instead of a gourmet message. And the way that this, I think, happens, and and we'll just break it down a little bit. The, the fast food messages that we see on the internet are, you know, they get rich quick, mm-hmm. they get rich overnight. Like, you don't have to talk to other people to sell your products. Mm-hmm. Like, all you need to do is sit behind your computer and let, like, the $20 bills or the $100 bills shoot out into your wallet. Um, <laughs> the people that, that paint this this picture of quick cheap, fast, and easy, right? Just just like fast food. Like, mm-hmm. it's not right. that nutritious of a message. It doesn't have a lot of flavor or a lot of juice. Um, it's pretty, um, what's that word, standardized. Like, what you get at one McDonald's is oh, Tokyo right. yeah. is going to taste the same as the McDonald's in Phoenix. And, mm-hmm. and people want that experience if they're shopping at fast food. Like, they want it to be quick, fast, cheap, and convenient. But a gourmet message, in contrast, really asks you to dig deep about the results that you get for your clients, the problem that's showing up for your clients, and who you are mm-hmm. for your clients. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be honest, it's not for everybody. And I'll also say that not a lot of people want to do that work because it does take work, and it's kind of um, it's a creative process. It's a squishy process. And you really have to get right within yourself about, oh, why am I doing this? And what kind of clients do I want to work with? Um, and the other thing, too, is that gourmet costs more. Mm-hmm. If you pay more attention to the ingredients and, you know, the working conditions of the people working in the restaurant, if you pay more attention to, like, how the food is made and whether it actually, like, supports nutrition and health, or not. And I, I should say, too, I just gave this talk um, in Boston. And I met a guy who works for an ad agency promoting McDonald's. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, Stella, I, I, I get it. He's like, and I don't feel good about what I do. And he said, at the end of the day, you know, I realize that I'm putting fast food in people's mouths. And he's like, and I don't feel good about that. And look, I have no, um, I'm not denigrating fast food, like I do eat at fast food joints, but you have to make a decision as a business owner Mm -hmm. about how you're going to position yourself. Um, There is a temptation that we will offer things at deep discount or on sale to get more clients. You and I have talked about this, Mm -hmm. Therese, in the brigade. Yes. And, you know, that is a fast food message. When you say, this is just $27 a month, that is fast food. Whereas if, you know, a gourmet message costs what it costs, you really hold yourself in high esteem. You really respect your clients and your audience, and you you speak to them as if they have brains in their heads, mm-hmm. as if they have a um, multitude of options before them, and you're okay with that. You know, you're actually not personally attached to whether or not they choose to work with you. You want to give them all the information 
um, so or enough of the information so that they feel comfortable with the decision that they're making. And so that's the biggest mistake that I see is, um, and this happens a lot because folks are writing from templates. Right, um, exactly. And, and we're teaching copy. As a, as a community, we tend to teach copy like, okay, well, what's the pain point? Touch your ideal client's pain. You know, you've got to have them feel the pain. And to a certain extent, yes, that's true. But if you own, if you stick to the script of, you know, struggle and overwhelm, you're actually going to attract people <laughs> in your writing who identify strongly with their struggle and overwhelm. And so it's actually this self-fulfilling prophecy. Like what we don't realize is that we have a lot more power especially, you know, in our language in general, but especially when it comes to your website and your newsletter and your emails and all of that, we have a lot more power over who we call in, what kinds of clients we call into our business. And what I like to advise business owners is take a look at the language that you're using, both that's coming out of your mouth and in your sales conversations, but also in your writing, you know, on your, on your website, for example. Are you using what I call the language of struggle? Or are you using the language of challenge? Mm. Can you, so, like, give an example of that. Yeah, Like, absolutely. how to do a compare contrast. All right, so let me give you, let me give you some, um, I'm just flipping down to my notes here. Okay, so, um, for example, I teach a five-week website writing course. It's called Write Your Website. Now, if, um, if I were speaking the language of struggle, when I talk about the people that this is a good class for, say on a sales page or a website page, um, the language of struggle would say this is for people who are struggling to write their website, right? And for those of you that are struggling to write your website, you're like, yeah, it's a flipping struggle, Stella. Mm-hmm. But watch, watch the energetics on this. Mm-hmm. The language of challenge would say it's people who want to nail the message on their website and not look like everyone else online. Mm. And so let me give you another example. When I'm talking, same same offer, right? It's this website course. When I'm describing what their urgent problem or need is, like why, you know, every time you're offering something, especially in your, your um, writing where you're actually moving people to buy something or click, you want to make sure that it's around an urgent problem. Not mm-hmm. some, not a nice problem, but an urgent problem. Like something that really, like, they're hard-pressed to solve. Like, they got to get it solved. The language of struggle would say that, you know, you are overwhelmed by the writing process and afraid of being seen. Mm. Overwhelmed by the writing process and afraid of being seen. Notice the words overwhelm and fear. And, and yeah. fear. Right? So even just take a moment. Check in with yourself. How does that make you feel? Who do you have to admit to being if that's on someone's, in someone's writing for a program you're thinking about joining? And they are trying to get you to agree mm-hmm. that you are overwhelmed by the writing process <laughs> and afraid of being seen. It's like, yeah. and I, I, I raise your hand. My, yeah. yeah, raise your I hand if you really stuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why on earth would you try to get people that you want to give you their hard-earned money, why would you make them, like, force them to agree that they're a loser? Like, <laughs> and it's not, like, whether or not it's true. Like, right? Like, yeah, we get afraid of being seen. That is true. Mm-hmm. But don't make me actually have to agree yeah. to it in order yeah. to, like, find some resonance with your writing. So the language of challenge there would say, you know, 
this website writing project is making you crazy and you're freaked out about looking silly. See the difference. Like, so much better. Wow. Yeah. And it just yeah. makes, when, when I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I am freaked out about looking silly. But it's, it, we've taken some of the, the weight mm-hmm. and the heaviness out of afraid of being seen. Like freaked out of looking silly is the same damn thing mm-hmm. as afraid of being seen. I mean, more or less. But it has less of a an emotional bite. Like a shame. There's not as much shame connected oh, to it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's well put. Well put. So that's you know that's one example of how you can use a different sort of language to call mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. clients that have plenty of money, plenty of self esteem, and yeah, they have a, a challenge or a problem that they're looking to solve, but they have they're they're coming at it from a different place. Their relationship to the problem is different. They're like, yeah, I'm going to get a handle. And so wow. this is often a big discovery for a lot of people that actually come to work with me is that like when they hear me speak on the gourmet clients or the fast food clients, they're like, Stella, you nailed it. I'm attracting people that don't have the money to pay me or who are stuck or are feeling so bad that they just don't believe in themselves to actually make a decision to invest mm. and work with me. Wow. And I say, okay, that's huge. I want you to talk about resonance. Uh, you referenced that earlier, and so 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 speak more about that. Yes, perfect. So when when you make the decision whether you're going to run sort of a big box fast food business <laughs> or a gourmet high end experience, and you know you'll charge and make you know accordingly, you'll you'll have packages and programs that work accordingly, then you've got to think about, like, okay, well, if I'm, you know, say I'm most interested in the gourmet experience. So if I'm offering my clients a gourmet experience, what does gourmet look like for me? And and I've really been asking myself this question, and my, my team asks ourselves this question, too. And we are really committed to providing, you know, high-end personal service where our people who come to do production labs with us really feel like we care because mm-hmm. we do. Right. And so that resonance piece is what I'm coming to realize that a lot of small businesses aren't taking enough advantage of the resonance factor. And what I mean by that is once you make the decision that you're running a gourmet business, and you want your clients to have a gourmet experience, that frees you to start defining what gourmet is for you and to actually start articulating that um, in sales conversations, when you're doing a signature talk, if you're doing a video on your website copy. And here's the thing about resonance. You won't resonate with everybody. Right. And that can freak business owners out Mm -hmm. because we have this idea, right? Like, okay, business is a numbers game, so I want to get as many people as possible. I want to speak to as many people as possible and make that connection. But that's not actually how connection works Um, because if you're speaking to the the masses or the mass market, you're going to have to dilute some of your quirkiness. Right. And quite frankly, some of your point of view so that you will not tick some people off. So then you and become more invisible. You do because it, it dials down the, the very essence of your juice and your potency and your power and the very thing that gets the people that are the most fun mm-hmm. for you to work with mm-hmm. 
that it, you're turning down the volume on that. So they can't feel you in the same way because you're kind of playing it safe or you can't say what you really think because you're afraid of taking people off. Like, you know, when we've all been to parties where we talk to someone who's just super duper polite and they, you know, there's nothing wrong with politeness, but sometimes it's a trap because if you don't want to piss anybody off, like, mm-hmm. can you can you actually say anything of substance? You know, and we see this with politicians, too. Like, uh-huh. It's like, shut up. You're not telling me anything. Yeah. yeah, it's like, no, say something real. And so you're, there's a trade-off, right? Like, if you try to appeal to the greatest number of people because you think that that's actually going to be good for your business and you're going to get more clients that way, it backfires because it cuts down on your resonance factor because you're not saying anything that people are like, man, I have been waiting five years for someone to say that very thing. And so you don't have that kind of identification or that connection. Okay, so I'm sure people are sitting here going, okay, well, that's cool, but how do I get clear on, like, on who I am as a business owner? So I know you speak about that. Yes, absolutely. And so what I like to remind people is that, you know, I teach production labs on this stuff. Like, so we give you a structure and a format for actually how to go about getting clear on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a process. It is not like an overnight thing. Mm-hmm, Even when true. you take a production lab with me, I don't wave my magic wand and give you a diploma and be like, there, you are totally clear. <laughs> um, it just doesn't work like that. And it really, you know, I think of it like a scavenger hunt where um, I'll say like a scavenger hunt, you actually have to be in action going after the gold to find the gold. And mm-hmm. so that's the first tip is just get into action. Like, you know, start talking to people, do a talk. You're not going to get it perfect. None mm-hmm. of us do. Perfect is not the goal. Just get it good enough. Right, right. And my suggestion is learn one thing. For every adventure that you have in marketing or in visibility or putting yourself out there, just learn one thing. Don't try to, you know, because many of us get stuck, myself included, when we're trying to be perfect. Right. It's paralyzing, Right. So if you just say, all right, I'm going to shoot this video, and then I'm going to evaluate what the results are that came back, and I'm going to figure out, you know, what what felt right. Again, this is going back to your own instincts and your own common sense. You can also, you know, get people, whether accountability partners or, or coaches or mentors, to help you develop your your evaluation, your skills around this. But you can say, okay, what worked well here? Or what didn't work well here? What do I want to try differently when I do this video again? And over time, as you engage earnestly in that inquiry, you're going to get better at it. And if you don't, you've got bigger, bigger issues to worry about, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, so that's, you know, that's really the process that I recommend is get into action. Take, just make a decision. Any decision will do. Try it and then note the results. And then just from a, you know, content perspective, where I like to start people that work with us and and join us for production labs is really understand who you are. So three keys for understanding who you are. And, you know, when people do the, the website writing lab with us, like we start them with their about page, like tell us a powerful story about how you came to do this work and why it has positioned you perfectly to do this work with your clients. Mm. And it's really cool because that's the human thing. Like, there's so many people writing these BS, like, I was trained here and certified here. And they're like, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah, bigger than, yeah, exactly. Like, the, char- the adult mm-hmm. on Charlie Brown. And, like, just tell us a story. Like, tell us a true story that actually makes us relate. Like, 
you know, my true story about being in the hospital bed, like a Yahoo. Um, so three keys on knowing who you are. And just, you know, if you're taking notes, this is the time to scribble these down madly. Like, what makes you different? I like to train uh, students and clients who write with us. What are the three talking points about what distinguishes you from other people in your industry? Hint, hint, it has nothing to do, it rarely has uh, anything to do with your training or credentials. It's about who you are as a person and your approach to this. Secondly, your origin story, um, which I just mentioned, like, how did you come to do this work? And this is part of this, this is actually what makes me happy in my business, is when I do this work with my, my students and clients, I get to hear the most fascinating stories. Yeah, right. Oh, and like, and you get to bring all of who you are. I mean, you have to edit it and curate it. But, you know, we are doing cool work and putting it on people's websites about the financial planner whose first line of his About Me pages, I was, I'm probably the only financial planner who aced organic chemistry. Mm-hmm. Right? But now that, like, that's I'm, provocative, right? People are going to be like, oh, that's so cool. Let me keep reading. And, he, and it pulls you in. You're like, whoa, there's a human being on the other side of this screen. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And then he tells the story about how his scientist mind actually serves his clients to, you know, he's helping right. them with their financial planning and planning for their security. I've got a woman who's a intuitive who said, if you had told me um, in the 90s when I was the head of my department at this hot, you know, this, uh, the head of the literature department, that I would be an intuitive who goes into the Akashic Records and channels people's answers, I would have punched you in the face. Right? Like, it's like, oh, like, you fall in love when people yeah. are being real. And, like, so, so that's cool. So know what your origin story is and, like, how you came to do the work and why, you know, just give people enough details. You don't have to tell them everything. But give them enough details so they really feel like they know you, you know, and they're entertained a little bit by it. Um. And the last one, and this one's really squishy. I wish that I could just say, fill in the blank here. But, like, what's this work about for you? Yeah, yeah. And and I call this, you know, undercover freedom fighter. Um, and for me, through their business. Mm. And it it really just pisses me off to see people faking it with one another. Like, when human beings, and it, it's always been like this for me. When human beings are together, I want us connecting and supporting each other. And, yeah, we're, we can be terrible humans to each other. Like, I get that. I, I taught history. I know. And yet um, I hold up hope that we can rise above and that we are stronger together than all of these individual little operations, these di- little units. And so my mission is to help people express more of who they are so that they can connect with other people and be of greater service. And, like, I just made that up, you guys. Like, that is actually true, but I don't have that written down anywhere. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, oh, I've good. got to go back and listen to this recording. <laughs> listen to my podcast. You'll love it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, mm-hmm. um, but, but knowing what your stand is and what you will fight for to the end of your days just because mm-hmm. it's in your bones. I mean, it's, another – and it's not a set thing necessarily. Like, I know a lot of people that do purpose work, they'll come up with a nice set phrase. I, I don't have that. I'm kind of sloppier than that. Um, but I think you will know it. You will feel it in yourselves when you get to that place. And it's, it's a work in progress. I remember, you know, when I, when I was your student in, in the writing brigade, when you asked that and we did that exercise, I started crying. It was so, it was so visceral for me to say, yeah. 
mine is that business is a ministry. You know what I mean? And, and actually, I actually grabbed that and I put it on Facebook recently and I had so many comments go, I, mean, I had people share this, you know, the, the little piece of work I do with you. It was so powerful because most of us don't go that deep. We say, who's our market? What problems do they have? What do I solve? We don't go to the why. And so I, I love, this is what I love about you, Stella. This, this, the humanity aspect, the, 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 it's not fluffy and flashy. It's just, it's so real and so deep. So, uh, so we just got another couple of minutes left. Is there anything else you want to say? And then I want you to, to tell them how, because I know if I was listening, if I didn't know you, I'd be like, shit, I gotta get to know that woman. I, how can I follow her? <laughs> so, so tell us how we can follow you. So, so any other like closing comments? And then give us give us a way to follow you. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me just check in. <laughs> I, all right. I'm going to be a little nerdy here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think there was Rainer Marie Rilke mm-hmm. had letters to a young poet. And this was, uh, you know, he was a famous author and a, a young poet who was just getting started writing poetry had written a letter to Rilke saying, you know, do you have any advice to a poet who's just starting out? Mm-hmm. And and Rilke said, and it's, and it's a book, like, it's, you know, so I'm, I'm severely uh, paraphrasing <laughs> with apologies to Rilke. But he said, if you can imagine doing anything else besides being a writer, do it. And so I feel inspired. This is not part of my stump speech, you guys, but I, I feel inspired to say if there's anything else that you're like, yeah, I could probably be happy doing that, freaking do it. Because as I like to say, and I know, Therese, you and I have talked about this and chuckled over this as well, but, you know, having your own business is the most lucrative form of therapy out there. <laughs> Like And so if you want to have a safe life or a predictable life or a life where you get to keep all the goodies you have amassed up until this point, don't do this. <laughs> this is not the route for you. Um, and that said, like, I tend to attract and work with people um, and, you know, link arms with folks. And I love Angela Johnson has that expression of linking arms and moving forward. I, mm-hmm. Beautiful imagery. Um, but if you are the sort that's like, you know, Oh, you can't tell me what not to do, Stella. Like, I tend to work with rebels and people that are like, oh, you told me I can't do that? I'm so doing that. I love you. <laughs> um, so if, if that is you, then go forward and just accept this adventure um, and, and let the love in. Like, there are such amazing people. You know, we, I'm pushing back a little bit. And I think, Therese, I think it's fair to say you are too on some of the horse poop. Absolutely. And, like, you know, yeah. magical We're fighting thinking. that one, honey. We're fighting yeah. that one. Yeah. That happens in the industry, but mm. I, I will say I work with the most incredible people. <laughs> and mm. I know you do too, Therese. And so, like, just trust in the good stuff and if, and use, cultivate your own ability to judge what is right for you, what resonates mm-hmm. with you. Trust your gut. And if you get clouded, work with Therese. She can help you mm-hmm. clear that. Um, but, like, you know. You know who your people are. You know when someone is, you know, if they don't make it through your BS detector, don't work with them. You can do this. Like, this is a is a cool place to be, and you'll never meet such amazing people as you will in this space. So, yeah. there you go. Oh, wow. I think we should sing Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> or, 
or have a shot of whiskey to celebrate or something like that. So, I'm in. You're in. I'm in. You're in. And the, the reference, in case you're wondering, in case you're going, oh my God, Stella um, has an event in September and she promises uh, horseback riding and whiskey drinking <laughs> in Montana. We do it. Our riding lab in Montana. I'm going to be going. So, anyway, so I just, I seriously, you are such a soul sister to me. I just, I could listen to you for days. I adore you. Um, the depth from which you speak, the the realness, you know, you're, you're, I just, oh, so thank you so much. And, and tell us about, I know you've got a report that's called They Won't Pay You Gourmet Prices If Your Copy Screams Fast Food. And you can get it at StellaOrange.com forward slash happy in business. So just talk for a second about what that is. Yeah. So this is, um, I have been told that this idea of the fast food <laughs> clients resonating with fast food copy and the gourmet clients resonating with gourmet copy, that that is a, that is a winner of an idea. So we have field tested this. And so I've basically written, I think it's like a 13-page guide um, where I take you through some writing exercises to kind of exercise what this looks like in your business. And, you know, sometimes when I give this talk, people are like, oh, snap, still got me. I'm using that fast food language. And just mm-hmm. no need for shame. Just know, like, you've now got an option or a possibility to do something else. And so this is just kind of an introductory guide with some exercises that I do with, with folks in my production labs just to kind of raise your awareness around how the language you use when you're writing about your business and speaking of your business actually will resonate with uh, different groups of people depending on, you know, what the words are. And so it's just, you know, it's really cool. We've, we've given it to lots of folks and we get great feedback from it. Um, so I, I heartily recommend that. It's 15 pages with exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that you're welcome mm-hmm. if that if that feels of interest and you're curious to what what I'm up to and how I work with clients, that's a that's a good way to check us out. Give us a test drive. And I always tell people um, to you, you are one of the people I say if you want to learn good copywriting, follow Stella Orange. I, I follow you. I read every one of your newsletters. Awesome. Uh, I have been a student, so uh, you are one of my people that I highly highly recommend. So. Darlene, thank you so much for coming. You, mm. just, you know, again, you, you and I are such, such kindred spirits. And so thank you for sharing your truth and your wisdom and your journey. And I know people out there are just going to be going, wow, thank you, thank you. So, Good. so this is Therese Skelly, and I want you, when you're listening, to take something that you've heard today. Maybe it's an idea that, that was under the surface for a little bit that we've illuminated. Maybe there was an old story about yourself that you had to work harder and you know you couldn't take time for yourself. I'm hoping you're hearing through all the interviews that I do and all the time I talk on this on this show that filling you up, making you happy, bringing joy to your work, being in love with your work, that's number one. And that's the thing you got to shoot for. So I'm inviting you to go to happyinbusiness.com. Sign up for my newsletter because I put out some pretty good kick-ass writing and tips myself. So uh, head over there, get some inspiration. I'm just sending you much love, peace, and blessings. And take care now. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in. 